Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to Sports GPS Season 4, Episode 21. We've got a lot on the docket this evening. CJ, what are we talking about? Well, we start out with the NFL. We got our Week 7 picks. Somebody did not do well. Somebody did okay. It was a weird week in the NFL. And uh, boy, howdy, did I show it hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we're going to jump to the uh, remaining games that we have not discussed with the Championship Series of baseball. Okay? I'm okay. Okay. Um, Alec Thomas is not going to be yeah. uh, next year, but we'll discuss that. Then we jump into a backseat GMs. Uh, yeah. We haven't had it. We're going to bring it in here. We're throwing the Chicago Bears in the backseat. We're kidnapping them and telling them exactly <laughs> what they need to do. Yeah. So we're getting into that. And then, obviously, we're ending on the Week 8 picks and Fantasy Start and sit them from me. All that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Jumping right into the Week 7 recap. Parker, start us off with that Thursday game. All right, Jags, they defeat the Saints 31-24. The Jags came on late because Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara, they probably had their best games of the year, Mm -hmm. but it was in a loss. Derek Carr, 301 passing yards, a touchdown, but he did have a pick. Kamara, 17 rushes, 62 yards, but he also led in receiving with 12 receptions, 91 yards. I don't. Derek Carr is a saint. I thought it would be a great fit, but it just hasn't worked. Well, and I think there's just you know there's a feel out period, and he's trying to figure it out. And to tell you the truth, I mean he dropped one in the bucket to the tight end. I can't remember what the heck the guy's name is, but I mean it was it was perfect for him, and he just dropped it like yeah, it was Foster Moreau maybe. Well, he literally just dropped it, and it, it was the game-tying touchdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he just dropped it, yeah. and he's like, that one's on me. And we're like, yeah, yeah, it was on you. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he's got to make that catch. If he makes that catch, we're going to overtime, or maybe Jacksonville can score late. I can't remember how much time was left when it happened, but it would have completed an amazing comeback. Yeah. I mean, you got to think. I mean, what was it? They were down 24-9 going into the fourth quarter, and it was 24-24 at one point. Like, Jacksonville scored late, and then – New Orleans had that drop, and it was just do you, you know, GG do, after that. Do you like the quarterback kind of being public about, like, hey, yeah, you, you dropped it, you messed well, up? I mean, I, I don't know if he actually – did he actually say it? I never saw him actually say it. I but, mean, I don't think it was, like, distasteful, but I think I think he basically was like, yeah, he, he kind of screwed up. I, I think he apologized, and he talked to him about it afterwards, but it was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it, but at the same time, like – You understand it, it. Yeah, like, if you say it in the locker room first – and yeah, then you go yeah. out there, and they're like, "How'd you feel about the drop?" And he goes, "Yeah, I mean, he, he just dropped it. I mean, I'm, mistakes happen." Like I'm if he did it, like, he, I'm hoping he did in the locker room. Yeah, I I would hope so too if he did that first. And like I said, if he if he went in there, it all depends on how he delivered it too. Right. Yeah. There's oh, always yeah. about delivery because if he delivered it like, "Hey, how do you feel about that drop?" He's like, "Hey, man, like, I mean, he just dropped it. Like, mistakes happen. Yeah. Uh, we'll grow from it. We'll do that. Like, I don't have a problem with that. But if he if he just willingly went, <laughs> yeah, dude, bro, screwed <laughs> us. Yeah. Like that's a little bit of a different taste. So I. I don't know. I guess it's all about the context on how he right. delivered it. So, Absolutely. But again, I didn't really see that. So, well, we'll move on. Yeah. Let's go to the Sunday day games. Your Colts. Ugh. Man, 
It w- look, I'm pr- I'm proud of my Colts. Like they came back and they they had a chance. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Those officials, man. Look, and and I I said this to you, and I've said this to people I've talked to the game about. The first pass interference, I understood it was cor- it was the correct call. Right. The second one, yo, it's over his head. It's uncatchable. I I mean, like you shouldn't make that call. That's the only argument you can you can make. Like you're putting them on the one. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I get come it. Home. I get it. Uh, and and that's the argument you can make. That's the only legit argument that you have. But there's calls that go both ways for every team. Yeah. I mean, there's Dolphin fans complaining about the Eagles officiating, like in that game. And I'm like, dude, like, if you're gonna sit there and uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But uh, it's just, it goes both ways. I understand you as a Colts, and it's like late. It literally decided the game. It's the same way I felt about the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, like you call the hold. It literally ended the game. So, but I mean, Gardner Minshew, he led the way, led all quarterbacks with 305 yards, two touchdowns. He had to have a pick. Jonathan Taylor, he's starting to get more on the offense. He had 18 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown. And then Josh Downs, I like this rookie receiver. He was awesome. He had five catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. I will say the top dog for the Colts as far as receiver Michael Pittman, he had a big 75-yard touchdown at the end. It was, I mean, the Colts had a chance. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, do I want them to win or is it okay because I'd like a good draft pick? Right. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, this Cleveland Cleveland's got to figure out quarterback, man. Yeah, Deshaun have, Watson's yeah. hurt. Yeah, he's throws picks. They have a Super Bowl defense, but it's it's the quarterback. It's quarterback, and and right now, I mean, PJ Walker is is not it. I mean, he goes yeah. under fifty percent completion percentage in a pick. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson went one for five with a pick, and I mean, anybody that had him in fantasy this week, yeah, knows how bad he uh, he did you dirty. Yeah, ouch. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, man, they're they're the two horses that are kind of leading the way, and, and Jerome Ford's going to be out for the time being, so that makes it a little tough. Uh, let's go to Raiders-Bears. The Bears, with their second-string quarterback, their Division two. Yeah. Um, was it uh, Trace uh, Badgett? Uh, uh, Tyson. Tyson Badgett. Tyson Badgett. Yeah, he goes 21-29 for what 162 a and a touchdown. I mean, the, the Division Two standout at a Shepherd University in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fact that I watched Shepherd in my collegiate career, um, <laughs> considering I went to D2 and we, we faced them. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked great. And, I mean, no, it's it's a lot easier when you have DJ Moore and you just throw him the ball right. nine times. But throw at the same time, like, yeah. I mean, this is well done. And then De- uh, Deonta Foreman's player of the game, man, 89 yards on the ground, two tutties, and then he had 31 through the air with a – with a third tutty, mm-hmm. and Brian Hoyer looked lost as the Vegas quarterback. It's not his time? No, it's not, and Aiden <laughs> O'Connell had to come in in relief, and, uh, I mean, he at least threw a touchdown pass. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the Raiders are lost. It's it's rough. Bears actually looked half decent, and they cost themselves the one and two overall pick as we speak yeah. now. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, what are you going to do? We both thought the Raiders would put up a bigger fight. They did not, and the Bears did some damage. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump to the Commanders-Giants in our Rock Rock Fight of the the Week. week. Uh, We broke a rule with our Rock Fight of the Week this week. However, we did it under good pretenses. Oh, yeah. Uh, And the Giants uh, win 14-7. The reason why we decided to break our rule of no more than two touchdowns. three and outs. There were 13 three and outs. Yeah, that's... And Washington's their only score 
was after a muffed punt. <laughs> yeah. And so they only had to go 21 yards. Right. Now, granted, the last official drive of the game uh, before that it was a turnover on downs after they drove it, what, 19? They had 19 plays or something. It was an insane amount of plays. Hold on. It was 17 plays, 85 yards, and their drive stalled out on the five-yard line. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sitting here saying that, like, the commanders didn't like somewhat move the ball, but I mean, there were two missed field goals in this yeah. game, uh, an interception by Sam Howell. Like it, it was rough and yeah. there was only, you know, two touchdowns by New York in the second quarter. And then the, the touchdown yeah. in the third was literally the, their second possession. So the second half started with a three and out by Washington, mm-hmm. then a muffed punt yeah. and then six plays, 21 yards for a touchdown. And then it was followed by six plays by the Giants uh, for 20 yards, and they were done. Washington had five plays, and they were done. Three and out, three and out, three and out. Missed field goal. Yeah. Uh, Ten plays, 72 yards, and the Giants fumbled. And then it was the 17-play, 85-yard drive that ended in a fourth and five incomplete pass towards uh, Dotson. Yeah. And then uh, the Giants just knelt three times, and it was over. Yeah, we can't ignore it. I mean, yes, they had it was three touchdowns in this game. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like you mixed in some field goals. No. I mean, they tried, but they missed. Like, we couldn't ignore this. It, it was it was bad. It, it was awful. It was a terrible watch. Oh, yeah. Awful watch. I mean, and then Jonathan Allen at the end of the uh, game, like he's in the locker room. The reporter's like, he was mad. This? And <laughs> yeah. because we're a family-friendly show, yeah. I cannot say <laughs> yeah, we can't what say. he said. Uh, but if you are over the age of 18 or kids over the age of 15 with parental consent, you can watch <laughs> yeah. his interview. He was and, uh, he was not happy. And and listen to the fact that he's been doing it for five years. Um, and that's all, <laughs> yeah. that's all you really that, need to that, know. That's all we can say. Yeah. So uh, it was rough. Rock fight of the week. And we both missed because we both had the commanders <laughs> yeah. covering the spread and winning. And it was rough. Uh, let's go to Bucks Falcons. Um I mean, another game we could have gone yeah, rock fight have. for. Uh, but the Falcons take home the dub. With with Koo's game-winning 51-yard field goal. Koo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Bijan Robinson played Ugh. like 10 snaps, and he had one touch because he was sick. sick. I'm, I'm so glad that did not hurt how, us in fantasy. How did they, like, not just make him inactive? I know that they're getting, like, some flack from the league for not, like, putting him on the injury report they or should. anything. Yeah. They should. And he should have been inactive. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, there there's some money out there that was yeah. lost on prop bets for him. Because it's not like he got sick in the middle of the game. Yeah, this was a favorable matchup. Yeah. And so a lot of people had him on props. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, I get it. You're gambling. But, like, there's a, <laughs> there was a lot of people that had props on that man that lost money because oh, the Falcons sure. didn't come out and straight up say, hey, he's sick. Yeah, he's not playing. And he's not going to play, like, at all. They used him as a decoy all game. He had one touch, one rush for three yards. But yeah. Baker Mayfield had a great game even even despite the loss. 275 yards, Tutty, and he did have the pick. His touchdown went to Mike Evans, who had six receptions for 82 and a tutty. Mm-hmm. Listen, the Bucks can't run the football, but they sure can pass it, and they've got weapons on the outside with Evans and Godwin. I think they were, you know, they were kind of a darling, and then the Eagles exposed them, and then hey, they they haven't been the same since. But listen, Baker Mayfield's got some fight. 
And this was a divisional game. You always uh, yeah. expect them to be tight. So Absolutely. Uh, the Patriots, they defeat the Bills 29-25. That is surprising if you've looked at the Patriots' offense this year. Mac Jones was actually good. Mm-hmm. He had 272, 272 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, James Cook, 13 carries, 56 yards. That was really the only thing Buffalo could do. Uh, Kincaid, he yeah. tied in for Buffalo, yeah. eight receptions, 75 yards. But, I'm like, lucky. it's like, like the Patriots have been a hard watch. Right. Well, I mean, Stephon Diggs, I mean, he did have the touchdown catch, but – Listen, their offense actually showed up for the only the second time all year. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, the defense gave them problems. Yeah, you know, I mean, you it's... know, that, but that's what you have to do to Buffalo. You have to stymie them. Oh sure. And I mean, listen, uh, like when you have Josh Allen running seven times for only seventeen yards, we talked about it. I know he had, I know he had the touchdown, but at the same time, I mean, why is why is Latavius Murray not getting the ball more than? Than four times. No idea. Stefan Diggs, I mean, as I said, he had, I mean, he ate, quote-unquote, and he had six <laughs> yeah. catches for 58 in a toddy. James yeah. Cook caught his. Uh, his touchdown was on, you know, was through the air. But, yeah, I mean, Buffalo, man, they, I don't know what it was, but I it's do, I crazy. Do, I do think they're a playoff team. Uh, a Buffalo? Yeah. I, I think I think they end up winning the AFC East, but it's because Miami down the stretch you think they'll I fade? think they'll fade. Okay. This is the problem with Miami is when it starts to get colder and they've got those division games, gets a little tighter, man. And, and now, granted, I mean, I, I picked the Dolphins to kind of win this division too, yeah. but you know, because I said you know the flukiness of how the schedule ends and right, you know, whatever, and I had the Dolphins like winning, but or well, I had them getting in the wild card. Sorry, I can't. I can't remember. Exactly I mean, I was. Picked. I was. Bi- I'm. Well, I'm still big on the Bills. Like I like the Bills, but like, gosh, I've watched them a couple times this year. And I'm just like, what is their problem? It's Josh Allen, man. It's the roller coaster known as Josh Allen. That's a problem. Now I will say defensively, they've had some in- big injuries on defense, mm-hmm. but I just there's something missing. I don't know how they can fix it. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, let's jump to the absolute drumming that happened. The Ravens defeat the Lions 38-6. to We thought this was going to be the game of the week, and it actually turned out to be the most lopsided game on the slate. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson looked his MVP self, 21 of 27, 357, three touchdowns through the air. He added one with his legs, as well as Gus Edwards added one with his legs, and then they got a field goal randomly here in the fourth quarter when it was mercy time, and they just said, oh, well, you're going to put us there, so we're just going to let Justin <laughs> yeah. Tucker eat. His touchdowns went twice to Mark Andrews, once to Nelson Aguilar. I can't believe I said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Jared Goff looked, I mean, average, but he didn't find the end zone with his arm. 33 of 53, 284. He did throw a pick. He got sacked five times, and Lamar Jackson's jersey stayed clean. That's your difference. Yeah. I mean, there were, you know, I mean, Lamar turned it over, but Jared Goff fumbled twice. He didn't lose any of them, but... It was just, it was rough, man. I mean, I, the turnover battle went in favor of Baltimore. Actually, no, it was even. It was even. It was one and one. this is like the first week in forever where everyone was like, "Oh, Detroit, sneaky Super Bowl team." Yeah, and then and they, I and I was kind of flat on their face. I was kind of believing it. Like I like what I've seen. I mean, yeah. we both picked them, but I mean, Lamar Jackson finally was able was clean enough to where yeah. he could do his thing, and they 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 killed him. I yeah, mean, they just absolutely killed them. It started from Jump Street. It was it was crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Hey, what are you gonna do? All right, the Seahawks they defeated the Cardinals twenty to ten. 
Uh, not super surprised by this. No. Uh, I mean, Seattle at home, they're the better team. Geno Smith, 18 and 24 with 219 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Kenneth Walker, underrated running back. He had mm-hmm. 26 carries, 105 yards. He didn't find Pater, but he still had a very good game. Mm-hmm. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yes. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. He had four catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And Jake Bodo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, Bobo. Bobo. Excuse me. Yeah. Bobo. People were just saying Bobo. Yeah. All, all, all highlights. That's fine. He had four catches, sixty-one yards, and a touchdown. There's not a lot to say about the the Cardinals. They're not a very good team. Joshua Dobbs. He did find uh, Pater. Uh, he had seven catch. I mean, seven rushes, forty-three yards. We we both agree. Josh Dobbs is not the future at the quarterback position Ooh. for the Cardinals. Well, Kyler Murray started practicing again. Ooh. So. Maybe, but I actually think they try to hold him out so that way they yeah, can. Yeah, that's very possible. They can trade the number Caleb two Williams, let's go. I don't think honestly, if if I'm the Cardinals, because of the way Murray's contract structured, I don't think they they go for Caleb Williams. Uh-huh. I think they trade out of that pick and try to get a bunch of assets. They they because they, they could probably end it. up getting like if they are the number two overall pick, which is where they sit right now. Right, and uh, and the Bears don't go. Um, Caleb Williams at one because mm-hmm. they might not, right? Like they might not. Of course, the funny thing about Caleb Williams, he's like, I don't have a problem coming back my senior year. Because, yeah, he's gonna pull a Matt Liner and take ballroom dancing. And he's, I mean, look, he's getting paid really good money to s- stay in college. Yeah, I mean, nil is a crazy thing. But oh, like, yeah. like, but if you have that two, that number two pick, and Caleb Williams is there at number two, there are going to be people that are giving up the world. To oh, get yeah. that pick. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of teams. The Jets could give up the world Yeah, for that pick. And with that defense, Caleb Williams would be like, sure, I'll sign up. I'm curious to see what the Jets do at the quarterback position long term because Aaron Rodgers is under contract, and, uh, and I think he's coming back for next year. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm sure they want him to be the quarterback. Do you, what, what if you're able to get Caleb Williams and you have Aaron Rodgers? You're I gonna- don't know. You're but, gonna you're gonna pay two quarterbacks. I mean, you're not really paying the rookie quarterback. To be clear, I mean, that, yeah, I mean that's fair. So, but I mean, we'll get into that. We're gonna have to backseat GM that. Oh yeah, eventually. But first, let's get back with the picks. <laughs> uh, Chargers versus Chiefs. Uh, the Chargers. Listen, the Chiefs made it close, and then the second half was just a snooze fest. Yeah. Uh, Patrick oh, yeah. Mahomes, four twenty four, four touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Joshua Kelly had the one touchdown for the Chargers on the ground. And Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, was in the house. <laughs> she was. So he went 12 receptions for 179 and a touchdown. He's literally Zach Efron from uh, high, school, <laughs> high School Musical. High School Musical when <laughs> S- Selena Gomez is in the crowd. He's like, I'm going to go off, man. I'm going to I'm gonna do everything. I'm going to hit it from every shot. And that now is... I can hardly breathe. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's singing the entire time on hitting yeah. these massive shots. Yeah. But, yeah, when, when – T Swifty is in the hizzy. He uh, I, decides to to go <laughs> off. I I forget who it was, but they're like, do you really think they're in love? They're not really in love. I'm like, you know what? I mean, neither one of them has like they don't need each other. They're just right. They're just feeling it out. I mean, Taylor Swift, she's the number one like rock star in the world. Travis Kelsey, you're you're probably gonna be the greatest tight end ever, right? And you've won a Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're good. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need each other. So eh, yeah. I, 
I mean, I think they're just... I mean, I don't care as much as some people, they're but... They're just figuring it out right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It is what it is. I will say, credit to Taylor Swift. When she goes to the game, she's actually paying attention. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she's Mucho there. Mucho credit, because, you know, some, some gals, they're kind of on their phone, just like, whatever. whatever. All I know is Taylor Swift said she was an Eagles fan, and now... <laughs> now what? Just saying. That's all I'm saying. Justin Herbert looked terrible, though. Uh, yeah. He won 17-30, 259. Two picks. Got sacked five times. A little rough. Uh, Eckler, not a great game. Josh Kelly had the one touchdown there. Uh, Gerald Everett had the other touchdown for the Chargers through the air off of head its hand in the second quarter. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, they kept it tight, and this is what you normally expect. And then the second yeah. half, it was just it was an absolute snooze fest, and the Chiefs just Put one in to go up by four, and it's actually surprising because the Chargers usually like play well against the Chiefs. Yeah, and, and I mean just... they played great in the first half, and then it was just nothing. Yeah. So yeah. listen, this Chiefs defense is for real. We do have to yeah. talk about that. Uh, Packers uh, lose to the Bucking uh, the, the Broncos, Broncos, not yeah. the Buccaneers. Excuse me, the other <laughs> yeah. B one. Yeah, the other B. They lose nineteen to seventeen. I mean, listen, Jordan that, Love. That could have that that could have been a rock fight. It definitely could have been, but. There were too many touchdowns. I, I I know, but and a higher score. Yeah. So yeah. Jordan Love, you made my list. I'm just saying. You, yeah. You let me down. Yeah. I mean, listen. Y- it you was, were my eliminator pick, even though I'm already out. It but. was it was Cortland Sutton, and it was Javante Williams, yeah. and it was a half decent defense, and that's basically all you need to know about this game, <laughs> as there was literally three touchdowns scored in the entire game. Uh huh. And uh, yeah. I mean that's that to me that's basically it. Uh, the field goal kicker got some work in. <laughs> yeah. So. But uh, actually, pretty good game. Steelers they defeated the Rams twenty four to seventeen. Matt Stafford he had a, he had a decent game two hundred thirty one yards in the air with a touchdown. He did have a pick. Uh, Freeman, the running back for the Rams, he had twelve carries for sixty six yards. And then is that Nakua? He had eight receptions, yep. one hundred fifty four yards. Um, but the Steelers were able to come away with the with the win. Yeah, Puka Nakua had a you know keeping his stretch alive. They kind of the Steelers kind of kept Cooper Cup under wraps. He yeah. only had two catches That's on his key. seven targets. That's key. But Pickens had a good game. Deontay Johnson. It was basically whenever Pickens was one on one. Oh yeah. Pick it through it to Pickens, and then <laughs> if he was double covered with a safety over the top, then he went Deontay Johnson's way. Mm-hmm. And then they sprinkled in a little Najee and sprinkled in a little Jalen Warren as they had 20, 20 rushes for 85 yards combined and two touchdowns combined. And then Pickett found one with his legs, and that's uh, that's all she wrote. And he, the Steelers take the win, 24-17. Look, if the OC for Pittsburgh, Matt Canada, can, like, figure it out, right, if he can do a good job, like, they're actually, like, a decent team. Well, because defense is good. Yeah. Their defense isn't bad. I mean, T.J. Watt is a stud. Um, defense player of the year. Yeah. Should, yeah, it should have been last year, and he wasn't. Yeah. So. But I mean, like with Watt, high. Sp- I mean, they only have Cam Hayward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's out. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's just can the offense led by Pickett and Canada can they can they do it? Because like Pickens, awesome. Yep. You know Deontay Johnson, he's back. Yep. They need to get Najee Harris more involved, in my opinion. Uh, but I like uh, Jalen Williams. He's he's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, can the offensive line like hold up? We'll see. Right. But like Steelers, sneaky team. Yeah, sneaky team. Sneaky team. Uh, the entire AFC North is a sneaky team. Uh, let's jump <laughs> yeah. to the, the Sunday night game. The Eagles defeat the Dolphins rather controversially in a couple spots. Yeah, thirty-one to seventeen. The big one was the face mask that wasn't called, and then uh, that was the turnover and downs. And then the next play, Jalen Hurts throws the pick six. So like. 
really, Dolphins fans, like, the same result would have happened in the same time. Had the face mask gotten called, you score a touchdown, and then you're kicking it back off to the Eagles, and then they march down the field. Right. So, like, right. really, the the difference, like, it didn't change anything score-wise. Right. I, everybody's like, oh, Jalen could have thrown the pick six. Yeah, but they would have been in <laughs> the same field. They wouldn't have been in the same field territory. So, like, it, you know, whatever. Yeah, the, the same <laughs> thing would have happened. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of a lot of what ifs and then they were like oh well what about the the roughing the passer call the dude took two steps after Jalen Hurts released the ball i know he pulled up but he still hit him like and that's what they're looking for they're looking for two steps and whether you touched him right and that and that's it mm-hmm. whether you pulled up or not like you have to pull up and then you know bear hug the guy and hold him up you you pulled up but you hit him and he went to the ground and you took two steps Welcome to what officials are looking for for roughing the passer, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Hurts, 23-31, two touchdowns. He did throw the pick six, as we already talked about. Uh, he did add 21 yards with his legs, a couple brotherly shoves, <laughs> one to find the end zone. Kenneth Gainwell found Pater late to kind of put this game on ice. Um, Raheem Mostert was held in check in the first half. He ended up nine carries, 45 yards, and the Dolphins were trying to throw it all over the place to try to keep catch back up right uh Tua 23 32 one touchdown one pick they get sacked three times uh and listen it's not it's not like you know the Eagles really did anything great uh Jalen Waddle was out for half the game and that kind of hurt Tariq Hill but he did catch his one touchdown as he blew by yeah uh the secondary and he was like literally deuces in the end zone when he caught it uh, A.J. Brown still had an A.J. Brown night, 10 receptions, 137, and a touchdown. Dallas Goddard had another t- the other touchdown. Uh, he had 77 yards on five catches, including that touchdown. Listen, Deonta, uh, Devonta Smith is just not – Yeah, he's not – He's not fully it. He yeah. still has a lot of things he's got to work on. But, I mean, you know, to go for four for 49, so maybe he'll eat eventually. I, I do like how Goddard's being, like, used more, yeah. utilized more in the offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like you said, A.J. Brown, he's doing his thing every night. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, again, again I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not shocked by that, you know, because that is who he is. But he did, like, just break a record for the most consecutive games of 125-plus. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, man's going to eat. So Yeah. All right. The Monday night game, Minnesota, San Francisco. Minnesota comes away with a 22-17 victory. How about this, ladies and gentlemen? Kirk Cousins actually was good on national television. He he was 35-45, 378, two touchdowns. He did have a pick. Um, I know uh, Jordan Addison was the big receiver for them. He had seven receptions, 123 yards, and two, the two touchdowns. Uh, Madison on the ground, he only had eight carries for 39 yards, but he didn't need to do a ton because Kirk Cousins was awesome through the air. Brock Purdy, he was very pedestrian, uh, 21 of 30, 272, a touchdown and two picks. McCaffrey, he had only had 15 carries, 45 yards, but he did find pay dirt. Uh, George Kittle, I mean, he's he's the big target for uh, the Niners. He had set, uh, five receptions for 78 yards. He didn't find the end zone. I mean, look, this is a good win for the Vikings, who we've all, like, all year we've been waiting, like, okay, is Minnesota going to finally, and you wouldn't think they would do it against the Niners defense, right? especially on nationally, tele, nationally televised game, and Kirk Cousins is your quarterback, but he actually showed up this week. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Addison prevented one pick. He took the interception right out of the hands of the defender. I can't even remember what defender it was. Yeah. And then he ran into the house. Like, yeah. and, you know, that, that kind of – sealed i'm not gonna say it sealed the fake because it's still in the first half but it kind of like took a lot of wind out of the sails oh, sure 
Definitely and, gave him momentum. Right. And so I think Minnesota kind of ran that into halftime and then, you know, just sat there and, and held on, really. I mean, they honestly just held on in yep. the second half. Yeah, it wasn't like they ran the football because as a team they were had 21 rushes for 74 yards as a team. So it wasn't yeah. like they, like, killed you on the ground. But Kirk Cousins, he led the way, which is shocking. Yeah. I mean, it looked so, good. And he threw yeah. it 45 times. And, you know, that's what yeah. they that's what you need to do to beat the 49ers defense. You uh-huh. got to get it out of your hands quick, and uh, hopefully you get lucky and and you run a couple out, and that's what right. they did. I mean, Jordan Addison, 123 yards, and half of it went on one catch that ended up finding the end zone. So mm-hmm. craziness it is. Uh, I went three and ten on picks. Parker went seven of six. Yeah, which means I am five games under. Parker is seven games over. Can you believe it? Um, no, <laughs> no. But at the same time, I mean, yes. So I'm six games back. I got to make up some ground. You'll definitely see. Uh, CJ trying to make up yeah. some ground in the week eight picks. But before we get to that, we got baseball to talk about. We got a backseat GMs to talk about. We're going to talk baseball first right around the bend. Welcome back. Jumping into the ALCS, NLCS. The World Series is decided where they were decided by these games. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and jump into Parker hit us with the last four games of the ALCS. All right, Texas, they won the series, as you know by now. Four to three, went game seven. Weird thing. Houston could not win a home game, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk about it. Right. Uh Houston did win game four, ten to three. Urquidy got the start, but the Astros pen was the one that really uh shoved for them. Mm-hmm. Six and two thirds shutout innings, a walk and five strikeouts. Jose Abreu, who actually, like, in the postseason was, like, really good. He had a three-run homer in the fourth. Chaz McCormick had a two-run homer in the seventh. Uh, Garcia and Seager, they hit solo home runs off Urquidy, but the Astros' offense was, I mean, 11 hits, 8 for 16 with the runners in scoring position. They got this one. Game five as well, 5-4. to four. Verlander went five and two-thirds, a lot of four runs, one walk, three strikeouts. He wasn't awesome, but he did all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montgomery went five and a third, allowed two runs, two walks, and three. He had three strikeouts. Altuve though, he had the big swing. Go ahead, uh, game winning three run homer in the ninth. Your boy Altuve. Uh, Gar- Garcia did hit a go go ahead three run homer in the sixth. Uh, he was plunked, and the next time up, the bench is cleared. It was a it was a scene. Uh, was it on purpose? Let's just be honest. It was. Yeah, it was. They're not. Gonna, they're not going to say it was, but we all know it was. Well, it's the same thing that's going to happen in in Arizona or Philly the next time these two teams play. I mean, like I, we'll I mean, talk about it. I, I mean, look, Garcia. He hit the homer. It was he was emotional. He slammed the bat down in excitement. Uh, Houston did not like it, so they plunked him first pitch. Uh, Brayo got a two. Uh, the the reliever that hit him. He got a two game suspension. He'll serve uh, it next year. By yeah, the way. he'll serve it next year because they they're not continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas won Game Six because it's in Houston. Houston could not win a home game. They won nine to two. Eovaldi, big game. Nate was awesome. Six and a third allowed two runs, three walks. He did have four strikeouts. Was four, became four and zero with that win. Valdez had a rough postseason. Five innings allowed three runs, two walks, six strikeouts. Garver, Heim, Garcia, they all hit homers, accounting for seven of the nine runs. In Game Seven, Texas blew him out, eleven to four. Scherzer got the start for Texas. He went two and two thirds, allowed two runs, two walks, two strikeouts. Montgomery came out of the pen. He's their number one starter. 
Uh, he went two and a third shot out of innings and earned his third win in the series. Javier, he only lasted a third of an inning. He gave yeah. three runs four on four hits and a walk. Yeah, he had a rough one. Seager, Garcia had two homers, and well, they all hit homers. Adolis Garcia won the ALCS MVP despite the bat spike. He had five homers in the series, seven in the postseason. He was awesome. I mean, after he got hit, he went to another level. Yeah. I mean, he was awesome. Every time I see Adolis Garcia, I go, I remember your older brother, Adonis Garcia. He was a brave. Yeah. Not as good. No, not as good. But at the same time, I mean, listen, Texas did everything. It's the first time in the history of the ALCS that the road team won every single game. Yeah. And uh, listen, Houston, for, for everything that they had, they did own the Rangers at Globe Life Park all year. Yeah. They only lost one game at Globe Life Park. Yeah. Out of the ten that yeah. were played, they went nine and one at Globe Life Park. Unfortunately for them and for everybody else uh, that is a Houston fan, Texas decided to just own them at Minute Maid this postseason, yeah. and I think they actually beat them at Minute Maid this year to the tune of seven to three or something like that. So yeah. or seven to or no, sorry, six to three because they played nine games there. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, like, listen, it's it it's crazy, but. This is the first time ever in the history, and I think it will be the first time ever it's happened, that uh, an entire championship series was won by the road team every single game. It's crazy because when you grow up, everybody sits there and tells you, you have the choice, you go into the field first, you don't swing first, uh, yeah. you want those last ups. Well, not in the ALCS this year. But the big news from this series, Dusty Baker calling it a career. Yeah, and you know, that's the one piece of, you know, the Texas going on that I'm like, ah, I'm a little sad about. I like Dusty Baker oh, as a sure. manager. Oh, yeah. I think he's, and, you know, he finally got his World Series last year, which was honestly underrated player. Yeah, for Like, sure. he was a good player. Yeah. He, I mean, he played for several teams. He played for my Braves. Hank Aaron was his mentor. Um, but he had a good, I mean, won a World Series with the Dodgers. Like, he, I mean, he had, he was a good player, and he was a good manager, and he, he managed a ton of really good players. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I, and I bet a bunch of those players would say that he's a phenomenal manager, oh, yeah. so it's not just us speaking out of anything. And I'm saying it right now, so there's a vacancy for Houston. Phil Nevin, I think, is going to be the next manager of the Astros. That's not a bad pick. They drafted him in the first round when he got drafted, and uh, honestly, sneaky good manager. I know it didn't work with the Angels, but we'll talk about that at a later date. Absolutely. Let's jump to the NLCS. Arizona wins 4-3. to three. Here's the last three games and how it happened. Game 4, Arizona wins in comeback fashion. Alec Thomas hits a game-tying pinch hit two-run homer in the eighth off of Craig Kimbrell. And then two batters later, or three batters later, excuse me, Gabriel Montero wins, uh, hits the go-ahead RBI single in the eighth, and the Phillies could not mount a comeback as they were up 5-2 to two going into the bottom of the seventh inning and lose 6-5 to five in game four. This is going to be the game that haunts the Phillies' dreams yeah. um, as they you know go on to lose. Game five, Philadelphia takes back control 3-2. to two. Um, in the series, they win six to one. Wheeler's amazing. Tell us oh, seven yeah. innings when you really need it. The bullpen went really long in game four, and they really needed the rest in game five. Wheeler gives them seven, allowing only one run on one rock. Eight Ks looked phenomenal. Gallon did pitch a decent game, had six runs, allowing four, or six innings, allowing four runs, two walks, and one strikeout. Swarber and Harper basically went uh, Homer gap homer yeah and it was incredible both of them were majestic shots of over 400 feet 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Romuto added a homer as well as the Phillies took control. Going back to Citizens Bank, only needing one win. Unfortunately, Arizona wins both. They win the first one 5-1. to one. Merrill Kelly tosses five innings, one run, three walks, eight Ks. Gets pulled after five and shows up as manager in the dugout. I thought it was a little weak. I understand he's a little heated. But if you remember in game two, uh, they were... They let him go back out, and he yeah. got shelled. Yeah. And I think that's what led to the decision. The bullpen was nailed yeah, for the, the Diamondbacks yeah, the, the entire weekend. Nails. So, yeah. uh, you know, it made sense. But I, I don't like players showing up their their managers. Do that behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, another reason I don't like Arizona. Uh, Nola <laughs> uh, wasn't Nola of the postseason. This was his one bad start, and he picked the worst time to have it. Yeah. Four, four and a third, four runs, two walks, four Ks. He... He struck out the side in the first, and it was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And then just didn't have everything he had after that. Right. Uh, Fam and Goriel went back-to-back in the second inning, and that was kind of uh, the daggers there. Marte gets two hits and drives in two. And then in game seven, the bats did not come back for Philly whatsoever. Arizona wins 4-2. to two. Uh, Brandon fought, goes four innings, allows two runs, two walks, seven Ks. It was a solo homer by Alec Bohm. And then an RBI single that scored Boehm in the fourth inning. The Phillies will regret uh, not being able to get hits with runners in scoring position these last two games as they had bases loaded in the bottom of the fourth um, after Boehm hit his RBI double into the gap. And uh, Rojas can't get anybody in. And then in the fifth inning, Harper went five. He was five feet short of retaking the lead as Suarez gave up the lead in the top of the fifth, he went four and two thirds, allowed three runs, no walks, six Ks. He looked good. Um, are you? Are we thinking he went out too long? I thought no until they brought Wheeler in late. Mm-hmm. Had I known that, I would have had the game plan. Suarez goes four, Wheeler pitches five, six, seven, and then you throw it, or even five, six, and you leave it up to Dominguez and Alvarado in the eighth and ninth, and maybe this is a different story. Corbin Carroll had a great final game, went 3-4 of with two RBIs and two stolen bases. They finally put the pressure on the Phillies when they went back to Citizens Bank uh, with the stolen bases. It didn't really come back to hurt Philly all that much, but it did change some things. Uh, Murano hit a go-ahead RBI single, and then Carroll had the sack fly late in Game 7. D-backs tossed five shutout innings with four Ks. Mantiply, Thompson, uh, Seal Frank, and Grink... uh, Ginkle, Ginkle and, and, and Seawald. Yeah. Now, Sil Frank actually decided to uh, almost give the Phillies a chance in yeah. the seventh. Yeah. And uh, Turner and Harper both pop out. One went straight up the elevator shaft. The other one just a little off the elevator shaft yeah. in the seventh. Uh, you have runners on first and second with one out. Turner up. Turner first starts to bunt. Yeah. What are you doing? Right. Um. I know you haven't been good over the last three games, but unless you can get that bunt down consistently down the first baseline and maybe try to beat it out to get Harper up, what are you doing? Swing the bat. You have enough bat control. You can go the opposite way. I, I oh, trust yeah. you with that. Yeah. So I'd rather you do that. Now, the bats were cold yeah. in games, even since game three. I mean, ever since the Phillies won 10 nothing in game two, the bats were terrible. Yeah. Castellanos was the worst offender of them all as he went one for 24 in the last in the entire series, yeah. and his one hit was in game two. Yeah. He had 11 Ks. And he, he saw the ball so well, and then all of a sudden it was nothing. Actually, his one hit was the homer in game game one. Excuse me. Uh, D-backs and Rangers both advanced to the World Series. Cattell Marte is your MVP for the NLCS. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, both teams lost over 100 games two years ago. Crazy to come it's back. Nuts. Um, I will say, and this is the reason why I do not like the Diamondbacks right now, and Alec Thomas is going to get one in the back. He will. Uh, the first time the Phillies faced the Diamondbacks because he took the NLCS, the pennant flag, quote-unquote, and jammed it into the infield at Citizens Bank. What are you doing? You, yeah. Do you want bullpen material? Do you want to get plunked next year? Because that's awful. Whatever you do in the locker room, you celebrate in the locker room, you do that in the locker room, all that's fair game. Yeah. Don't do not do that. That's disrespect and bad oh, yeah. disrespect. The only reason why you won this game is because you're uh, – this series because your bullpen was insane and yeah. because you hit a, 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 a lucky shot off of a terrible reliever in game four. Yeah. Pinch hit, two-run dinger off of Craig Kimball who left a meatball in the middle of the plate for you. Yeah. Congratulations. Don't do stupid things like that. Right. I hope the Rangers sweep in four. <laughs> enough. Rant ran over. Yeah. I mean look, I don't I don't love it. I'm just not surprised by it because the modern generation they don't they kinda do whatever they want. Crazy. Um, Crazy. Managers in the past wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's the reason why I don't like managers today. Yeah. I mean I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I just don't have as much zeal or I, I i've gotten over my team you know not making it and so it you know i'm just kind of like you know what love baseball that's that's you and i sports yeah but you know it's football season basketball season just started even though my wizards are kind of eh. so college ba- season college basketball let's go yeah like here's the thing like we're gonna watch the world series i'm not gonna yeah. want to watch the world Series. i know you're not and and this is going to be one of the lowest rated World Series we've had in a long time. Very possible. I think the only one that is going to be worse than this over the last twenty years is two thousand fourteen Kansas City versus the Giants. Yeah, I mean th- this is a five and a six seed in the World Series. Now look, I I know that we love the underdog, right? Um, but like I think it's good for any sport to have like top tier teams, mm-hmm. like. I don't know. You had, you had several 100-win teams. They get ousted early. Yeah. And then, like, I think anyone who watches baseball, like, I didn't want to play you guys, and I was right because we lost. But, like, Philly, it's a it's a good, like, that ballpark is impossible to play. Yeah. Um, But, like, they had a really good year. I mean, the D-backs won 84 games. I'm not saying they're a bad team. They're hot. Yep, and, you gotta and, get hot. Late. I mean, it's what Philly did last year too. And told. and the way Major League Baseball has put together the playoff system in baseball today, it's not about who's the best team. It's who gets hot. And I'm not I'm not saying like oh that's terrible, but like I want to see the best teams, right? Like and I I know people think oh well the Yankees like the the '90s Yankees the Dynasty Yankees oh they'd be okay with this. This is way different than what they had to deal with. Yeah. Like they only had one wild card team. What what if we go back in the day where you didn't have wild card? Yeah. Like three division winners, you give the team with the best record a a, a buy, and then those two and three they play each other, and then they and the NLCS top seed versus the winner of the two and three, and then the that goes to the World Series. Like. I know I'm not saying the extra round is terrible. I know why we're doing this because you want more markets. You want more in, in the mix down the stretch. You want more eyes on the screen and mm-hmm. that's more money. I get it. But it's like I, I I don't want like the the last seed to be 
in the World Series. Well, and I think I think it's good for the sport that it happens, to be clear. I don't love it because my team got ousted. Right. But at the other side of that, though, I also think that it, it it's good for the game, but I think what your point is, you want the best teams in, so actually give them the advantage. What I said last week right. of, listen, that – it should be those three games, and then the first game for the DS should happen the day after. You know where you're traveling oh, yeah. to. Oh, yeah. You know where you're traveling to. And look, to. you do it in the in the regular season. All the time. All the time. Usually you have an early game. Yeah. But at the same time, and, you do it all the time. And and don't we want to give the top seed an advantage? At least something. Yeah. Like, like yes, they get some rest. You don't want to give them too much rest if because... You're not, if you're not going to reseed... You should do what I said. What I've said, which is, the first three games are back to back to back, and then the first game is that following day. So it is literally four or five straight games. It'll be five straight games for you. Yeah. And that that changes the complexion of everything because now you like have to have you four pitch? slash five yeah. starters if you don't right. sweep in that first round. Now the problem really came is every series in the wild card series was a sweep. So then yeah. people got two days off. That became a massive because you could reset again almost. Right. You right. only threw one of your weaker starters. And so you're only getting one game, quote unquote, because your ace versus your third. That should be one. But now my ace is going against your second. And then my second is going against your third because you can't reset. The, that's not an advantage. But if you put it at yeah. the one, even if you sweep. I still have to throw my three and my four versus your one and your two. Right. I'm up 2-0 going back to your place. I get it. And then you have your two aces on the hill. All I have to do is win one of those, yeah. and I'm and I'm in. And, and then should. if I can't, yeah. now I'm going back to my place, and I get to throw my ace again. Right. That actually gives the advantage back yeah. and the pitching advantage. Mm-hmm. And, again, the worst-case scenario is, you know, or sorry, the best-case scenario for me as a wild-card team I sweep the first two, so now I get to throw my three and my four. But if I don't sweep, now I have to throw my four or five or my ace on short rest. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, that's where it should come down to, and that's where the advantage should play. The problem was this year you had you had sweeps. You had sweeps, and you had the extra day. If you take out the extra day and you have sweeps, now I'm now I have to throw my three four. Yeah. So, like for the Phillies, I would have had to throw Ranger Suarez, Tyon Walker. Instead, because I had the extra day in there. And I had another day. I got Suarez, who pitched great, and then I had Wheeler Nola. And now I know Wheeler lost that game in game two, but we were going to lose one in Atlanta anyway, so it didn't really matter which one we lost. But I still had Wheeler Nola. Of course, you and I, we should have been the the NLCS together. We should have been. But, I mean, so it's either you reseed and then have that day off. You should reseed. Okay, so if you want the reseed, then you have to have the day off because you can't can't know where you're going. It should give us both. <laughs> give us all the advantage. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Like I would, I'm fine with either. You have to do one of them. You either have to reseed, or you like there is no day in between. I I, I think the the right answer is no day in between. Yes, because yes. because as we know, baseball is all about rhythm and timing. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want all these days off. I no. mean, look at the first game, like the first games after the All Star break. They're kind of it's not offensive. Uh, it's not offensive prowess. It's yeah. pitching, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because you're after the All Star break. But uh, they gotta do something. Yeah, I, I think the right answer is you don't reseed. You keep it the way it is, but you have to play the Friday because the season ends on Sunday. 
You have the Monday off. You go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The DS starts on Friday. And the only way you get a day off is if you sweep. Yeah. And if you sweep, like every single one of these series was earlier, mm-hmm. then you sweep and then you get to you get a day off. But if you don't sweep, now you have to find your fourth and fifth starter or you're throwing your ace on short rest. Yeah. Bottom line, you got to give the top seed an advantage. And that would actually give them the advantage because yep. at least you'd have the two days. It's not just ace versus garbage. And then, yeah. then you actually, you're somewhat, in a way, if you, if you have evenly stacked lineups, evenly stacked pitching staffs, right? Like your your ones are even, your twos are even, your threes are even, and they progressively go down. Mm-hmm. I got my one versus your three, but now your one's facing my two, and your two's facing my three. Yeah, it's actually advantage for the other team, uh, yeah. for the team that's already played in the wild card. Yeah, but if you have the day, now you're going three four versus one two, mm-hmm. and then it's one two versus three four. But again, that's on the road. You're expecting and, to and maybe only win one, and let's just say you're down two. Yeah, like. and you're down. You have to win all three, and then you go back, and now I'm facing. Three versus one. Again, right. it states that I'm right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's going to end the baseball talk. Good luck, Dodge uh, Diamondbacks slash Rangers. Really, the Rangers for me. And uh, we will see you in the World Series that start tomorrow. Okay, let's just go real quick. You got Rangers. I'm in, taking Rangers. In, in six? I'm going to take them in six, yeah. Yeah, Rangers in six. All right. Those are both of our picks. I really <laughs> anyway, when we return, we're jumping in to the backseat GMs. Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, get in the backseat as Parker and I tell you where you have to drive your Chicago Bears. Welcome back to Sports GPS. We're doing backseat GM. It's been a while since we've done this. Mm-hmm. Chicago Bears, you're in the backseat. We're going to help you out here. Uh, it's not been a good season, but you got two top picks, and they should be high picks. CJ, what should they do? Well, so you've got you've got two sections here. You've got the early part of the this season, right right up to the trade deadline. You got a mm-hmm. couple of pieces that you can trade. Yeah, that you actually want to trade. Try to get right. some draft capital back. Right, you're not looking for players here. You're looking no, for draft. only draft capital. You're looking for draft capital, and I mean maybe you get a player for one of these guys just to. You know, yeah, make just, the money work, yeah, right? But right, like, right. honestly, you're trying to shed a little bit too. You got ten, according to Spot Tracks, you have ten million dollars in cap space this year that you want to roll over as much as you can. Oh yeah, and you're really not losing that much by the way of free agency. So, uh, you know, you you've got to pick and choose who you're gonna who you're gonna give. Uh, I mean, your free agent lists are Ngakwe, Justin Jones. Lucas Patrick, Dan Feeney, Cairo Santos. You can find a kicker on the street. <laughs> yeah. uh, Robert Tunyon. Iniquious St. Brown. Iniquious St. Brown. Yeah. Whatever the heck his name is. There are a lot of who's on this list. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we know, we know St. Brown. We just don't know. We don't know. How to pronounce his first name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And Deonta Foreman is a free agent, but like you're not gonna give up your only healthy runner right now. So, and and just to go back on that real quick, I think it's Equinemius St. Brown. That is the correct, yeah, Equinemius St. Yeah. Brown. I, I'm just sitting here going equilateral. John Flaherty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was one time. It was my first agent. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Ngakwe is probably your trade asset that you're like. Yeah, I mean he's he should be gone. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and maybe St. Brown, 
I mean, he saves you like not much. So right, right. You might get like a fourth rounder, but you're trying to pick up as much as you can. Absolutely. And then the the only reason why I say Eddie Jackson is because he's gone after next year and he's a hefty price tag and he's 31. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So <laughs> now. If, you, if you get rid of him now, right. you might actually get a piece next year. Wrong side of 30, free safety, worth a lot of money. Like, you, you just get rid of him now. Right. And then the real coin flip is, do you get rid of Justin Fields? Do you believe in um, in Tyson? And if you believe in Tyson, then you can get rid of Fields and you just let Tyson uh, bag in, um, <laughs> you know, like to take the rest of the way. And then you're you're playing for um, you're you're playing for the draft pick. And you're playing for Caleb Williams. Because yeah. currently, right now, you have the first pick and the third pick. Because yeah. you have yours at three, and then you have Carolina's at one, mm-hmm. and and that's where you've got to look and try to get, so you get as much as you can. So you have uh, Ngakwe, you have Jackson. They're tradable pieces. If you can get a second for Ngakwe, maybe conditional second for Ngakwe, and you can get maybe a fourth for Jackson, mm-hmm. third maybe a fourth yeah. for Jackson. You trade both of them. You get some draft capital. And then you want to try to move back up in the first round in the draft because you're going to take Caleb Williams at one mm-hmm. if you have him, or if if Bang looks good, then you then you trade back, right? Look great, and then you take Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Do you trade Justin Fields? I. I do. You believe in Justin Fields? I believe Justin Fields is an enigma. Okay. I think he could be very good. Yeah. But currently, do you want to bet on Justin Fields? <laughs> And yeah. the answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. Because what I would rather see happen, and this is this is truly the case, right? Because you're going to have to pay Justin next year because he's he's done after next year. Right. Or you're, you're fifth-year optioning him, which I don't know if you really want to go that route. Probably not. Um, let's look at his contract. Yeah, he has the fifth-year option in 2025. And I don't know what his option is. I, I can't look. I It won't. Yeah, it's the fifth year options available, and so I'm it's sh- probably like I'm sure they won't franchise tag him. No, you're not. Well, no, you're fifth year option in him. If you believe in him, you're gonna fifth year option oh, in him. Yeah, and he's gonna be worth like six million. But I don't on his fifth year. I option. don't think they believe in him. Like it doesn't appear that way. No, and well, look, he's done nothing to make you feel that way. Well, I mean, he's he's shown flashes, flashes of brilliance. Oh sure, but he's not he's not giving it. But like, if you want another year of cost control. And you don't want to draft Caleb Williams, and you want to get out of that pick and get more, because this the problem with this team is O line. So yeah, you're going to have to yeah. find O line. You have to keep DJ Moore because he's the only playmaker you got. <laughs> yeah. And so and if he, you get Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair with DJ ooh, Moore, that would be awesome. And you get two what? offensive linemen that don't look like turnstiles. <laughs> yeah. This team might be decent. I mean, their their defense isn't awful. Right. It's not great, but it's not awful. Yeah. So, and, and, I mean, Fields right now is hurt, so you've got yeah. a couple. But if you give him a weapon like a Marvin Harrison Jr. and you protect him with big offensive linemen uh, and DJ Moore, great fantasy pick, mm-hmm. uh, like their offense isn't terrible. Right, and can, that's what I'm saying. Can they run the ball effectively? Uh, I mean, Deonta Foreman's looking like he can. I mean, Herbert's pretty good. Yeah, Khalil Herbert. I mean, I know he's on the IR right now, right. But, but, like, the talent is there. Yeah. So, I, I honestly don't think you trade Justin Fields now because right now he's 
bottle. <laughs> yeah. You got to hope he comes back from this thumb uh-huh. and puts up a couple of games, and then you can decide, do we want to keep him or do we want to trade him? Right. And you trade him on draft night for something after you pick up Caleb Williams. Or you decide you keep him, and then you pick up, you trade out a number one for somebody else who wants Caleb Williams. You get the world for <laughs> Caleb Williams. Oh, yeah. And you go offensive line, offensive line, Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three. Yeah. Like, those are your options. Um, I believe number two is your play. You keep Justin Fields. You get him two offensive linemen that are just studs. Yeah. That can come in and just not act like <laughs> saloon doors in a Western. Yeah. And, you know, he actually plays a decent quarterback for you, and you're fine. Because you're going to pay him. You're paying him next year anyway. $6 million in dead cap if you let him go. And then in in 2025, he's going to be a fifth-year option. It's going to be worth probably around $8 mil. So you're going to pay him $8 mil, which is bargain basement for a quarterback right now. Right. And a half-decent one at that. Or if you want to reset yourself, then go Caleb Williams. Like, that's those, that's where you have to decide. I think you keep Justin Fields because he protect does not have any value right and now. And protect him. Get that kid Fashanu out of Penn State. That dude is huge. Right. You, you get him a couple guys that can't play saloon doors and westerns. <laughs> yeah. Because their entire offensive line, if you just replace them with saloon doors, <laughs> they would be the exact same thing, what they're doing, uh, minus Cody Whitehair. This is the yeah. only offensive lineman that is worth his salt in Chicago. Oh, I, I'm with you. So. That's the backseat GMs for the Chicago Bears. I hope you liked it. If you uh, if you want us to throw anybody else in the backseat, let us know. We're uh, like I said, we're we're trying to do more of those. So if you want us to throw any team in the backseat, let us know. We will throw them back there. We'll tell them what they should do and what they should do it for. And uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of where we're at. Yeah, really enjoying that. I love I love getting into getting into the. The financials. Yeah, the and, financials. Yeah, let me let me play with the money. For those of you who don't know numbers, it's kind of his thing. Kind of my deal. Kind of his thing. Yeah, and it's it's all about you know making stuff work. So mm-hmm. that's where you're at. All right. Well, when we return, we got our week eight picks, and we got the fantasy stardom and sit on the other side of the break. Welcome back to the Sports CPS. We're doing our fantasy segment, CJ. Who are we starting? Who are we sitting? Yeah, so we're going to give you a couple quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses. Who you should start, who you should sit if you got them on the fence. Obviously, you're starting all your studs. You're benching all your duds, but here's the ones <laughs> right. that are on the fringe. I'm going to let you know about. Uh, quarterback starting off, Jared Golfers of the Raiders. Listen, he's got to have a bounce-back game. Yeah. I really like this Lions team versus the Raiders. Uh, basically, anybody in this offense, especially Jared Goff, I like it. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and take him. Uh, Jalen Hurts versus the Commanders. I know he was questionable. Listen, he looks great, according to all the beat writers in Philly, saying he's running out, looking good. I don't think the knee is going to be a problem, and they're going to throw it all over the yard versus the Commanders. Take Jalen Hurts. I know he's a stud, but everybody that was worried about his knee, that's the reason why he's yeah. in here. I like C.J. Stroud versus the Panthers. I like basically the entire Houston <laughs> Texans offense versus the Panthers uh-huh. this week. Um, definitely something huge to look in for. Uh, anybody that uh, plays for Houston, you're going to start them. That's how I feel. Uh, let's go to the sits. I don't like Geno Smith versus the Browns. I really don't like anybody versus the Browns yeah, ever now. Defense. Uh, they've got a great defense, no offense, and that's how they stay in the games. Uh, I definitely don't, uh, definitely don't like Geno Smith. Uh, coming off of a win where he didn't look that great versus a terrible defense, and now he's facing an elite one. 
go ahead and sit Geno Smith. Mac Jones versus the Dolphins. The reason why I say this, it's not that the Dolphins aren't gettable. Oh, wait, Jalen Ramsey's coming back. He is one of their top corners, mm-hmm. uh, probably one of the top corners in the league. He's now back with the Dolphins. I know Xavier Howard is still out as of right now, but he's trending back. But Jalen Smith, massive weapon on the outside. And really, the Patriots don't have that much in the way of offensive weapons. I see a regression to the mean for Mac Jones after last week. Go ahead and sit him. I also, Stafford versus the Cowboys. I know that uh, Stafford, he's got some weapons, he's got some guys, but this Cowboys defense is very, very good, mm-hmm. uh, especially for uh, at the linebacker position, and Matt Stafford loves his tight end. He's not going to have him this week as the linebacking core for Dallas is that special. Go ahead and sit Stafford versus the Cowboys. I think he got better options with all 32 teams in play this week. Let's go ahead to the running backs. Kareem Hunt versus the Seahawks. I love it. He's going to be the primary ball handler uh, there for um, the Browns, and I feel like they're just going to ground and pound it. I know Hunt's dealing with a knee, but he did find Pater twice last week, even despite it, and I think he still has a decent game versus the Seahawks. Go ahead and start Kareem Hunt. And then Damian Pierce. I know he's been letting you down. I know he's been giving up a little bit to Devin Singletary. I think he finds his footing this week versus the Panthers. As I've already said, I like the entire Texans roster (laughs) versus the Panthers. I really like Damian Damian Pierce to actually find the end zone this week, and there's definitely going to be some times where they're just trying to pitch the run, excuse me, trying to run the clock out. So I definitely like Damian Pierce versus the Panthers as a start. Sit Brian Robinson versus the Eagles. I feel like the commander is going to have to throw it again to try to win this game. Brian Robinson, not great out of the backfield as a pass catcher, so I don't think he finds the field that often. Same thing with Miles Sanders versus the Texans. You're going to go ahead and sit him too, even though he can't catch the ball out of the backfield. Carolina is not utilizing him that way, and Bryce Young isn't looking there. So definitely sit him versus the Texans. I think they're going to be playing from behind, so no rushing yards involved. Wide receiver, go ahead and start Nico Collins. Again, anybody with this Texans offense, go ahead and start him. Yeah. Uh, you're going to start Zay Flowers versus the Cardinals. I feel like he's got the size and height advantage. Lamar is going to look for him versus this Cardinals defense. And then Drake London versus the Titans. I just feel like they're going to try to zone in on Kyle Pitts. Drake London probably catches one over the top. Go ahead and start Drake London versus the Titans. You're going to sit DeAndre Hopkins versus the Falcons in that same game. For some odd reason, uh, I just don't feel like a rookie quarterback slash a second-year quarterback is going to have much in the way of uh, help for DeAndre Hopkins. And considering wide receivers so quarterback-dependent, DeAndre Hopkins, go ahead and sit him. I don't trust who's throwing him the football. T. Higgins versus San Francisco. San Francisco has an elite defense. T. Higgins is the number two option. And Jamar Chase is always open. So (laughs) we're going to sit T. Higgins versus San Francisco. And then sit Jerry Judy versus the Chiefs, uh, this Chiefs defense is elite. It's probably the best Chiefs defense we've seen in a couple of years, which has afforded uh, Patrick Mahomes to not be his best self, even though he was really good last week. Yeah. Uh, this Chiefs defense is really good in the middle. That's where Jerry Judy thrives, and Cortland Sutton has become the favorite target for Russell Wilson. So sit Jerry Judy versus this very, very stout Chiefs defense. As far as tight ends, I'm going to give you one start, one sit. Darren Waller versus the Jets, you're going to start. I was going to say Dalton Kincaid versus the Bucks as well, but that game's currently going on, so it right. doesn't help you right now. <laughs> right. And then you're going to sit Janu Smith versus the Titans again. 
I feel like both tight ends here in this game are going to have a tough time versus the Titans, and I think the only one that's actually going to get even some run is Kyle Pitts. Again, you start your studs, so start Kyle Pitts. Uh, defense, you're going to start the Texans versus Carolina. Again, I like that entire <laughs> squad. And you're also going to start Miami versus New England, as New England has to have a little bit of regression in the mean, and Miami's getting a boost from Jalen Ramsey. You're going to sit the Bengals uh, versus the Niners. feel like the Niners are going to have a little comeback kid in them. And then you're also going to sit the Raiders versus the Lions. Again, these are two teams that have been bad their last game that should regress back to the – or progress back to the mean – as compared to their season averages, so I am taking the defenses for that they're going against, and I'm going to sit them. After this short little break, we're jumping right into the Week 8 picks. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're headed to the final segment of the day, Week 8 picks. Buccaneers-Bills, they're playing right now. CJ, who's your pick? I'm going to take the Bucks only because they're getting 10 points. Uh, this Bills team is, is sensational, but I actually feel like Baker can keep this close and keep it to a round of touchdown. I definitely think they lose, but they win versus the spread. Give me the Bucks. I'm going to go Bills. They need to get right game. That's fair. I don't blame you there. Let's go ahead and jump to the Sunday games. We'll start with the Eagles versus the Commanders in Washington. Philly is a touchdown favorite. I'm going to take them to win by more than a touchdown. Yeah. This is a revenge game. They play so well in Washington. These games are always tight, which made me think about going commanders, right. but I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, give me your birds. All right. Jacksonville versus the Steelers at the old ketchup bottle. I can't yeah. remember what the name is now. Who you got is Who Jacksonville's cares? giving up two uh, and a half. I'm going to go Steelers because this is, I mean, essentially a pick em. Yeah. So I want to go Steelers the way they've been playing, and they're at home at what used to be called the catcher bottle. Yeah, I mean, they're getting two and a half, the Steelers, but I need some comeback. I think the Jags ride <laughs> off that momentum from last Thursday. They have the longer week, and they can prepare for these Steelers. Give me the Jaguars to win by more than two and a half. Uh, Saints versus the Colts. This is definitely more of a pickup yeah, game as New Orleans more. giving up a point. Uh, I'm going to take your Colts. I feel yeah. like for some odd reason this is a gardner Minshew special here in Indy. And he's just going to run away with it. Yeah, give me the Colts at home. Saints have offense. They're ha- they haven't gotten it going, so give me the Colts. All right, the next game, Panthers-Texans. Houston's got a three-and-a-half-point lead. Who you got? Yeah, three-and-a-half-point favorite. I still I don't think that's enough. As Texans are my eliminator picks. So <laughs> yeah, they pick are. Here. So uh, uh, give me the Texans giving up three-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm get- taking the Texans in. If you listen to CJ starting or sit them, everybody versus Houston, take them. Yeah, uh, let's go Rams versus Cowboys. Cowboys are giving up six and a half. I'm going to take the Rams. I think this game's closer than a touchdown. Even though that defense is elite for Dallas, I think the Rams need to get our game uh, for that. And I think they run the ball a little bit more effectively with uh, Darnell Henderson this week versus a somewhat depleted linebacker core for Dallas. Yeah, I'm going to take the boys. Uh, next one, Falcons-Titans, Atlanta, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got? I'm going to take the Falcons. I just feel like they, they're just going to get it done versus some backup quarterbacks for the Titans. Yeah, I like what I've been seeing from uh, Atlanta, so give me the Falcons. All right, Jets versus Giants. Uh, the home game that's not a home game for the Jets. <laughs> yeah. uh, they are giving three-and-a-half. I'm going to take this Jets defense to make Tyrod Taylor's life a living nightmare. Yeah, give me the Jets. All right, Patriots versus Dolphins down in Miami. Miami. And it's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite for uh, the Dolphins Ooh. here. I'm going to take the Dolphins to win by 14, even though the spread's only nine-and-a-half. Yeah, even though the Patriots look good this past week, give me the Dolphins. I think they get a get-right game, and I think they're going to blow them out. Absolutely. Jalen Ramsey back for sure. Uh, Vikings versus Packers at Lambeau. Lambeau. Minnesota has given up one-and-a-half after a big win versus the Niners. Who you got? 
Give me the Vikings. I love uh, what Kirk Cousins showed me on national television. That's fair. Uh, go ahead and give me the Vikings. Kirk Cousins at 1 o'clock is an unbelievable Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. And he's one of the best quarterbacks throwing touchdown passes this year. I think he continues that. Give me the Vikings. All right. Brown, Seahawks, C- Seattle, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got? I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover this spread. I feel like for some odd reason – they're just gonna pull it out in Seattle. Things be close. If it if it wasn't in Seattle, I would like flip this, right? Uh-huh. But I think three and a half points isn't enough. I think they win by like five or six on, you know, some late touchdown, and the Browns have to come back. And yeah. for some odd reason, this is a PJ Walker interception to end the game. <laughs> is really what I feel. I'm here. gonna take the Browns. I love. I I guess I'm too in love with their defense. So give me the Browns. That's fair enough. Bengals versus Niners, the rematch of. What everybody thought the Super Bowl was going to be this year, and then it yeah. turned out not to be. Um, but it was a Super Bowl back in the day. I can't remember the number. Uh, San Francisco is four-and-a-half-point favorites in a get-right game. I'm going to take the Bengals to keep this tight. I think they lose by a field goal, which means they cover. Give me the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going to take the Niners. Brock Purdy's been a little hmm, less than, and McCaffrey is healthy. I think they're going to get right, and they're at home, so give me the Niners. All right, Ravens versus Cardinals. I think this is your eliminator pick. You're taking the Ravens? Yeah, I'm yeah. taking the Ravens here. All right, uh, I'm just going to take the Cardinals to cover the spread i think this is an eight point game which means the cardinals cover right uh and because it's in arizona and for some odd reason just uh, the ravens might have a letdown game after they just beat the bricks off of the lions you're a josh Dobbs fan aren't you uh yeah just a little bit well <laughs> i mean you know maybe yeah uh chiefs versus broncos to finish the afternoon slate i'm gonna take the chiefs giving up seven and a half i don't think these broncos have a chance even at home yeah give me the chiefs all right the sunday night game and taylor swift's gonna be in the booth right yeah probably well you never know i don't know it's not a home game <laughs> uh, Bears versus Char- Chargers in L.A. The Chargers giving up 8.5. I'm going to take the Bears to cover the spread. Yeah, same here. I'm taking the Bears. All right. And then the Monday night game, the Raiders versus Lions. Lions are giving up 7.5. I don't think it's enough. They have a get-right game versus the Raiders. Yeah. I've already stated. I'm taking the Lions. Yeah, get-right game for Detroit. Give me the Lions. All right. So we only have a couple differences. Cardinals-Ravens are different for us. Bengals-Niners, Seahawks-Browns. Let's see. Rams, Cowboys are a difference. Jack Steelers are a difference. And Bucks, Bills tonight. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, anything else that we need to talk about for episode 21? Just remember, hit us up at the Sports Chiefs on X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and we'll, we want to conversate with you. So hit us up on X. And, uh, you know, that's also our Instagram and TikTok, which we don't really use that much. But, uh, yeah, hit us up. Yeah, let uh, let Parker know what we're doing. If you have another backseat GMs that you want to do, any major sport, you let us know. I'll look into it. I'll find the numbers. I'll tell you what your team needs to do in the backseat GMs. I'll kidnap. I'll kidnap whatever <laughs> GM needs to be thrown into the backseat. I'll kidnap them. Yeah. I'll throw them back there. I'm not actually kidnapping yeah. him, folks. To be clear, I'm not actually kidnapping him. And give us your metaphorically world... kidnapping. Them. And give us your World Series picks. Yeah. We both got Rangers in six. So I mean, we don't really care as much as we would have cared, but we are going to pay attention because we're baseball guys. Mm-hmm. So, but hit us up on X and uh, let us know who you got in the World Series this year. Yeah, let us know who who you have winning, how many games. We both have Rangers in six for all of us here at the Sports GPS. Parker White, CJ Holly, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.